Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace, and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the Allbrace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, guys? Ryan here, Torture Dog Podcast. And uh, we were just complaining, honestly, about all of our problems yeah. prior to going live. So welcome to the shit show. It's the best shit show, though. We're hoping Tommy brings light and positivity. So today we've got Tommy Cummings from Shoals Overhead Door. Not just any overhead door, Shoals Overhead Door. They are the best overhead door company in America. Maybe other than Aaron Overhead Doors, but it's pretty close. Um... These guys are near and dear to my heart. Number one, because I've been there and I know their team, but Tommy's like, I don't know. He's like one of the nicest people you ever meet. He is a little bit of a prankster. Um, and uh, I think his whole office has a little thing going, which might be awkward, but little babies are placed everywhere i don't know i'll let him tell that story what um, i want to hear we it. also have tamra hello <laughs> so tamra's on with us uh tamra and i sound like we're having the same day <laughs> but tamra woke up this morning to an empty inbox for both of my primary email addresses I seriously thought I got your text, but if I had not seen that text, I would have freaked out and been like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, I spent like we have a system in place where she'll she has um, delegation rights to my email and she logs in and clears out all the junk and then, you know, whatever like needs attention. She'll like we call it star it. So. um. I'm still not very good at checking the starred stuff. I mean, I I go in waves, right? Like Yeah, well, that's why we have our call at the end of the day too. Yeah, it'll pile up on me. And then like just one day I'll just buckle down and just get through it all. Uh, but I don't like doing that because normally it costs me money. So every time I go, it's really just a bunch of people asking for money. 
Oh, in that way. I was like, what do you mean? For the most part. <laughs> um, so, Tommy, how are you, bro? Man, we're great. We're great. I'm sorry that you and Tamara are having such an awful day. Tamara. Yeah, I heard that actually. I was listening to Josh Yeager's podcast and I heard him throw it out there. So I thought I'd save it. But uh, Good. Yeah. tomorrow, today, it. yesterday, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah, but no, it's uh, it's great. Things are things are happening. Doesn't mean there's not any uh, bad going on. It's just I really want to focus on what we're getting right and what we can do better. So, and you're not at your desk stuffing your face with horrible food and chocolate and everything else. Well, not today, but I did. <laughs> I did eat one package, a little small package of Sour Patch Kids before I walked in on. Oh, I love those. Yeah, I need. You were using that, the bathroom. Was that? Were you doing this while you were using the bathroom? No, I actually grabbed the, the Sour Patch Kids, then went to the bathroom, and then came I got on you. So, Tommy's got the coolest bathroom ever, by the way. So, I don't know. This is the first time I used the restroom there, which I use the restroom quite a bit. Like I got pee, right? I drink water. It just goes right through me. Oh. So, Tommy has one of those, like, hey – the lights on but it's coming off like you get i think it's like one three and five minutes or something like that it's one five and ten one five and ten okay oh and there is a 30 for those oh times where you need a 30 but <laughs> well, I, I tried to find one that was just one five and ten because i don't want to pay them to be in there the 30 so know? when i walked in i went to flip the switch and realized there's no switch and so um i'm looking at it and i'm like hmm i wonder if i can finish in under a minute that's you can't so i did though the last day you didn't wash your hands then i did wash my hands there's no way i I swear dude the first put your picture on the wall right above the head then no if you if you stand like you have to have your hand on the buckle and or the zipper (laughs) and the other hand so it's like you're almost stretched out right you press the one minute and then you just like you get to it. And if you poke your belly out just a little bit, it puts a little extra pressure, gets it out faster. And then you flush, drop the toilet seat, run over there and put the soap in your hand and wash. I mean, it's probably not the most thorough hand washing. I was going to say, did you see the ABCs? Because this otherwise, is the, it doesn't this count. is the race. But I swear I was able to, to wash my hands before the light went out. That's that must remarkable. been the first time in your life you've ever taken under a minute in the bathroom because Brian, yeah, that's where he does. That's where things. I do my my yep. my games, very best work, and my emails and my text message responses. Yep. I mean, dude, I'm in meetings all day, so in between meetings, I got to multitask. So it's bathroom, text messages, emails, video games. Totally you amazing. Cool people leave you alone. No yeah. one's going to come pounding on the door. It's a great excuse. Hey, I'm in the bathroom. Let me alone. So Y'all obviously are not moms because. <laughs> I've seen the hand under the door before. You just see fingers. And you're like, oh, God, no. So I've seen them. I know. I've got children. So, Tommy, tell us a little bit about how you got in the door game. Uh, when, when did that start? And what is your role at Schultz? So I am, uh, I'm old. I am, uh, I hired in 
uh, right after high school. So I graduated in 97, hired in here March of 98. And, uh, and by the way, he's in uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, which right. is Northwest Alabama, right? That's it. Yep. Um, not far exactly. from Leeds, where Bucky's is at, if you're looking for a reference. That's it. And they're putting one in Athens, too. So that's just nice. maybe 45 minutes down. The and there's road. a college. He's in a college town. That's right. North Alabama. That's it. UNA. Uh, yeah. It's a D1 school now. So I've got, they're known for, uh, used to be called, uh, used to be a teaching school, kind of specialized in, in teachers. But it's, uh, it's a great school. Uh, so it's For demographic a, purposes, before you get too far. Sorry. I, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of times I leave gaps, but. You're just south of Nashville, mm -hmm. right? Probably a couple hours. Uh, a little over two. Yeah, not quite over two, two hours. hours. You are northwest of Birmingham. About the same, about two. About two, two hours. hours. And then you got Miss, you're near the Mississippi border, too. That's right. We're um, about two and a half hours from Memphis. Uh, so you're kind, of, you're kind of in the middle of some pretty big towns. And your town's not like super small, but it's not like a major city or anything. That's right. I think so. at one time I looked in Florence, which our little area is is combined of like four cities that are literally side by side. Uh, you drive into one, out of the other, you never know it, except for the signage. Uh, and those four cities, the, the largest of the cities is Florence. And I think at one time it was maybe the 10th largest in the state. So like you said, not, not a huge area, but uh, certainly not. I guess it's technically rural, but it's, you know, it's typical Alabama, medium-sized town, I guess. And I heard that Tuscaloosa is basically crap, so we're just taking that off the map. I'm sorry, you may have gotten that uh, from uh, Brad Hickman or something. That one's uh, from Brad. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that, that would be inaccurate information there. I heard they burned it down after they lost the championship. Uh, all about okay. it. You know, the only, the only saving grace is that it was to, to, you know, Georgia, it was Kirby oh, and Georgia. And I hate this more than anything. There's like this petty, like, yeah, game they play. Oh, well, it was only a matter of time. Saban coached up Kirby and Kirby stole all his secrets and went and won a national championship. So technically it wasn't Kirby that won. It was all the coaching that Nick Saban. Did. No, no, no. I was proud. Look, it was a matter of time for Georgia. Great program. See this? This is not a sports podcast. This yeah, is right. a garage. So what, what are we looking at? Uh, how long have you been there? So uh, hired in at, in 98 as a commercial helper, uh, went to night school. Uh, we were a little slow in those days, so I would wash the trucks and mow the grass on Fridays, uh, get that done around lunch, early afternoon, get to take off early. So, man, that's been a long time ago. And today, uh, it is a partnership, but I, I am an owner uh, here. Um, and That's uh, encouraging. I just want to point this out, right? Like... This dude came in as a helper and is now an owner, basically running the ship. Yes. Uh, as a partner. I mean, I do so, have a financial partner. He, he doesn't have an active role in management. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, that's really encouraging for somebody who, who might be listening to the podcast, who is either an owner who's looking for somebody to help them with this. It might be your helper that you just hired one day, right? I mean, I know it didn't happen overnight, but 
they're still there. Or if you are a helper or even an installer or a repairer, you know, whatever, you're thinking, what's the future for me? Am I going to do this the rest of my life? Maybe set your sights towards trying to get into that role. So Tommy, help me understand how do you go from a helper to running the company and part owner? Like, what are some things that you did that really caught the eye of the main guys and kind of like made them want to bring you in? Because they didn't have to, right? I mean, they, they did it because I guess they saw value in you. It's, it's exactly that. Um, you know, it's, if I were to give anybody any, you know, if I were to try to make this an analogy to teach, you know, make yourself so valuable that it costs them more to replace you. You know, they're going to hire three or four people. It's just, man, it'd be much better to just pay this guy and let him do the thing. So what if they uh, would pay for you to go away? Ooh, now I don't know. That's like I'm the sure opposite of what you Look, we're coming off That's you mentioned me. ranks, which I'm sure we'll get to. We're coming off some pretty, some pretty hard ones right now. Uh, little beepers that were hidden in people's offices. Uh, they, they would probably pay pretty good bit to get rid of them. But you know, you you didn't make that point, and it's um, you know, I was your typical uh, high school kid that did not like high school, did not want to go to college. So I chose a career, I chose a job, not even a career, I chose a job. And went to night school because I thought that's what I kind of had to do. So I did that for several years. Um, and then I grew up and decided, oh, yeah, um, I guess I need an actual career. And um, started applying myself here and said, hey, I would like to be, you know, what do I got to do to be a lead guy? Paul, at the time, my partner, but then just outright my boss said, here's what you got to do. And I said, what kind of timeline? And he told me. So uh, I met that criteria actually ahead of schedule. And I said, oh, that wasn't so bad. I can do that. So that's pretty easy. So we kept kind of going up the chain to where I became not only the, an installer, but the lead installer. And then after lead installer, I'm like, you know, this really isn't that challenging anymore. Like it's hard work for sure, but like I've got to have a career. I just kept going back to, I've got to make more money. I need some benefits for my family. Uh, at the time we were talking kids and, you know, really wasn't, you know, making that much and uh, worked a ton of overtime and so we started having conversations about like maybe part-time office work. And so the, the short story is just keep, keep at it and make it truly make it where, you know, as any business owner, I mean, Ryan, you know, if you've got a guy you can't replace, you won't replace him. You know, you, you sounds to me like you just him. bugged him to death until he gave in. Man, you know, I did the same thing to my wife to, to marry her, you know, I figured uh, whatever you got to do. I did right? the same. I did the same. Man, it's just going to be easier to marry this guy. You don't see our women next to us unless we force them into it. That's always something I wonder. You know, you know. Oh, she's beautiful. My wife is too. Yeah, we're. we're, You know, I'm not rich, so you know, I mean, I just annoyed. So that's how you guys do it in the door industry, because I've noticed that you've all got beautiful wives, and really, it's just that you annoyed them to the point where they just said yes. Yeah. (laughs) We convinced them that they can't do any better. And then we just kept asking every day until they gave in. They're like, hey, it's either a restraining order or marriage, I guess. That's yeah. Ryan's motto. Is that where yeah. you got it from? I did not heard him say it. No, but that's hilarious. <laughs> See, it is a thing. Great minds and all that, right? Oh, so, how funny. Tommy, how did we originally meet? Do you remember? I do actually remember. Um, so I was listening to the podcast and, uh, actually at the time it was before the podcast, you had just been making a lot of chatter on the, on the 
I'm not very uh, socially, um, the social networking thing. I mean, I get on there, but I just, I just don't do it. But I've gotten, I, I maintain an account, honestly, for the garage door stuff on Facebook and such. Sure. And uh, okay. you, uh, you were always on there posting, asking uh, this, that. You started the podcast. So you started the podcast, and then I think I'm Facebook messaged you or something and just said, hey, man, you know, it's kind of cool to see that someone else takes this stuff real serious, you know, like, you know, I don't know, something of that nature. And then we, we began chatting there. I think uh, we gave you a chat or, or we, we had messaged a few times. Um, you spent November of 19 or 20, I guess. Uh, I, I said, Hey, kid, would you, you know, I got, got an idea. Would you, would you give me 30 minutes of your time? You gave me a call. You know, we just kind of kicked it off from there. So, uh, and I guess saw that we had a lot in common and Special. really, really dig this stuff. So, and the love affair started there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I, I, there's very few people I'll tell you that I hit it off with so quickly. Um, you know, just kudos to you. Like, you're the real deal, right? Like, I, I love meeting people that are genuine and real and just lay it out there. And, um, you know, our relationship has grown a lot over the years. Um, you uh, you joined GDU, you hired such and such media, so I guess you believe in, in what, what we're doing here. So I greatly appreciate you be believing and trusting in that too. Um, but we, uh, I, I, you asked in one of the GDU groups, does anybody have a reference for like a sales trainer um, and I oh, was yeah. like, I remember I'm that. a sales guy. And, and honestly, like I can say this now cause you already paid, but I probably would have paid to do it because I enjoyed Dang. it that much. Yeah, I know. Refund. I enjoyed it that much. Like I getting to know your team, it felt like I was here, you know, at Buford, Aaron overhead doors, um, your culture is great. Your people are great. Um, you know, you're, you're the way you manage is very similar, um, to the way we do things here. Uh, you have some freaking great employees and, you know, I, I just, um, I guess the best thing for me to do now is just really ask you what, what do you contribute, um, the great culture, an atmosphere there too, because to me, I'm trying to get people to care about culture and I care greatly about it. And it's hard to get other people to care about it. People say they care about it. You know, they put it in their ad, great company culture, but, but like, it's something that Tommy is actively working on. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you contribute the culture to there? Because I feel like you've got a really, one of the best ones I've seen, if not the best in the garage or industry. Oh, wow. Well, first off, thank you for saying so. It, uh, you know, you, you having someone in, you never know like how you stack up. And while it's not about peer comparison, you know, you you would like to think that you're doing a good job. You know, you'd like to think that you're, uh, and, and you know, so it was a little bit nervous. Like, man, Ryan's gonna come in and tell me I've got all this stuff fast backwards. You know, I'm doing this wrong and this wrong, and this is man, you got this, and your you know your staff's all crap. You can't hire and. You know, you're a little bit nervous about that kind of stuff. So it does, uh, I appreciate the kind words for sure. Um, I think it starts with actually giving a damn, if I can say that, you know, yeah. uh, 
But, you know, I think it just starts there. It just starts with actually caring about people. Uh, I do care about my guys. I have done this work that they do, and it's sometimes it's awful. It's uh, hot. It's uh, it's awful. And, you know, I have been broke. Uh, and, um, you know, I know what it's like to struggle, and I've been there. And so when times are okay around here and I can throw a little work towards a guy that I know is struggling a little bit, they all know. They'll come to me and say, man, you got any weekend work I can hit? And I'm like, yeah, let me line something up. And if I can afford it, I'll even sometimes generate it for them, even if I don't need it. Uh, because sometimes I need them to do it. And so that I feel like that that should be reciprocal. So I think it just starts with caring. And I will say this, this is something I'm a little bit of a slow learner on, is there are some people that really, really, really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that don't really care. You could give them everything you own. They still don't care and they'll ask for more. Yeah. Uh, and something I have gotten better about and am continuing to work on is just getting rid of those people. Uh, spotting them earlier, uh, giving them a shot or two, it just doesn't work. You're just not going to fit our culture. We, we've got a, uh, a give and get culture here. You know, I need some help, help me. You need some help, I help you. Yeah. And those folks that just don't get that and don't want to participate in that, I mean, honestly, this is not your place. You just need to go on. Even if you're good, you just need to go on. So some people would say, man, you sound like a jerk. But that's not at all like, you know what you want, right? And that's why your culture is good, I think. Like, for an employee listening to that, who gets offended easily and is the type of person that you don't want, it's probably like, man, he sounds like such a jerk. I don't want to work for him. But for the guy who's like really good or the girl who's really good, they're like, oh, wow, I would want to work for him. So like that approach, even saying that, and I, that's kind of the approach I take in interviews when I'm talking to people about protecting our culture and this is what we're looking for. A lot of the times that like weeds people out uh, right there, you know, and, and I'll even tell people in the interview process, listen, half the people don't even get fired because they get weeded out by the other guys on their same level yeah. because they're not carrying their weight and they're getting called out and it's uncomfortable. You know, when your peers are willing to say, hey, you need to step it up, dude. You're not pulling your weight. You need to do, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. That's when, uh, that's when I think you're, you've like achieved the kind of the next level. And I think you have that already, right? I think. Yeah, we're, we're right knee deep into that. In fact, we're going to discuss tomorrow um, a situation in which I felt like maybe some peers, um, um, could have maybe done some some self-management uh, with with some, like I said, some peer groups better. And I'm going to explain how the situation developed. We can't uh, tie the guy to the front of the truck and drive 80 miles per hour. Can't do that. Well, we, <laughs> I guess I guess we can, but maybe we should. Was that should. art? Was that art? Did art do that? It, you know it was. You know it was probably art. It, he was involved in I some capacity. Uh, but yeah, and, and I think you're exactly right. And, and you know, um, I'm not willing to compromise on that, that give and get because we've had them here before and it really is, you know, I don't know who's attributed with saying it, but the statement of nothing, uh, some of the nature of nothing deflates a good employee, like watching a bad employee be tolerated, right. but something like that. Yep. It really is the truth. Even though I have to tell myself that often, uh, we have had some, some employees that should have been gone faster. And, uh, you know, it's amazing as soon as they're gone, it's like this big, this relief this pressure that's off and everybody's more free and everybody's getting along and then you've got more opportunity you know it's it really is what happens if that guy's your top producer though like revenue driver 
Uh, I'm trying to decide how much detail to give. We had that very scenario happen about Did two you? weeks ago. Yeah, and I had to uh, dismiss an employee that was our best in his particular line. Mm. And because he was our best, I was working with him through some personal issues, wanted it to work. What's bad is, is though, I felt that I wanted it more than he wanted it to work. That happens a lot. Yeah. And that's yeah. when I realized that that was the case. It was just time to, it was just time. Yeah. So have you guys been there? Like that? I think every business owner out there is like, man, I got one of those. Right. So when you make that decision, how hard is that? That's, that's gotta be like, it's the worst. I literally did not. I can tell you the date. I can tell you the date the incident happened because it was my anniversary. And I really so badly wanted to deal with it that night and not go home and think about it all night and not ruin my anniversary with my wife talking about, Hey, my star player over here. So I had to just suck it up, deal with it, you know, uh, go on the date and, and uh, you know, put it, put it aside and then literally stayed up all night long worried about, you know, yeah. I'm going to address the situation and, and didn't sleep but about an hour or two that night. So yeah, uh, for, for those that wonder, does it bother bosses or in, uh, owners to deal with that stuff? It bothers probably more than employees. Right. I bet that guy didn't stay up all night worrying about it. No. So how do you recover from that? Are you, are you in the middle of recovering from that or have you already seen the bounce back or what do you like? Um, mentally, we're in the middle financially like how do you bounce back we are we are currently in the middle uh of that uh my i'll say it this way i don't know if this is successful or not but my strategy is this uh in fact tomorrow morning we got a meeting with with that particular department uh because literally someone's been gone like on vacation or this or that since that incident and we're going to discuss the incident because it's it's Good one that's very blatant everybody knows so we're going to just discuss it transparency uh, yeah. hey here's the deal Y'all know what happened, but look, this is it. This is what happened. This is why he was gone. This is what was happening uh, that you didn't know about. Um, you know, hate it worked out that way, but it did. So here's where we are. Over here's where we're going. Yeah. Now, this is my thoughts on how to do it. What feedback have you got? What input do you have? This is where we're headed. How do we get there, guys? Let's let's make a plan. Uh, of course, I have the plan, but, you know, I'm willing to, of course, uh, adapt and change and revise all this stuff based on their input. And this is where we're going. Let's 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 move it forward and let's get there. And we're going to build some some tangible goals along the way. When we get here, we're going to we're going to celebrate. Uh, we're going to do a Nick Saban and celebrate that one day and then we're going to get back to work. Right. But then uh, we're going to we're going to celebrate those goals. But uh, we're going to we're going to move towards them. Every single thing you just said is like, I'm just, I couldn't, I'm like beaming with pride. Like, I just love all of that so much that it speaks volumes to the type of leader that you are. Like, I think that the way you're handling is the absolute perfect way that it could be handled. I'm going to need y'all to take all this stuff you're saying and give it to <laughs> make sure my wife hears this podcast and tell her just how awesome I am. I'll send you the, the YouTube link <laughs> when it's up so she can watch it. <laughs> just the good stuff. But it's just so wonderful, like, you know, as a, as leaders, like how meaningful is it to your employees for you to come in there with a plan, but to also for them to know that you are totally open to hearing what their ideas are, because so often like them just being heard doesn't happen. And it just makes me, it makes me really proud. You're doing awesome. High five. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and, and I'm going to tell you, and, and this will be a little plug for GDU. 
you know, that group uh, is full of people who are like that, who does, who do those things. I, I can't say that I specifically learned that from there, but it is that type of culture in that group. So it makes you think in those terms. So, yeah. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer is not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post the bifold doors are awesome, and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. I don't know if you're okay with talking about this, but you know, a lot of us, we, we look at business owners and we think, you know, hey, they're they're just greedy, you know, they're, they got it going on. They don't have any, you know, whatever. Well, you, you aren't only a great business owner, but in my eyes, and you may not feel like this, but I think you're a great husband. It sounds like you're a great father too. Um, you have two kids, one special needs. You have a beautiful wife who has amazing patience to deal with you. This is true. Yeah. Um, and your son, I think you said he's teenage years, right? Yeah, I just turned 15 a couple weeks ago. I mean, just the son alone at 15 is probably <laughs> enough to drive anybody crazy. But uh, to have someone who, you know, uh, a daughter who's special needs, I mean, to balance all that, um, that's a lot for a business owner. And, and for you to come in every day, and slap a smile on your face because I feel like you're always smiling, always positive. 
and I'm sure you have bad days like Tamara and I are having, right, Dick? But just just Tamara. Yeah, just, just me. But it's it says a lot about you, right? To be able to balance work and life and have that like um it you know, it may not feel like you're successful in all realms, but it looks like you're successful in all realms. How do you, how do you, and, and balance is a bad word. I just wrote an article on this for Forbes. I don't believe balance is achievable between work and, and uh, personal life because of the amount of hours that we sleep and work, but how do you achieve success in both home life and work life and stay positive between the two? Man, I don't know. I, I am just by nature a positive person. Um, I haven't always been that, but um, I used to be one of the worst negative people. Um, and even my wife and I have a deal. I'll just say this because I'm currently painting and like some stuff in the living room. And I've told her outright, like, if I, I start and start throwing stuff, yeah, if I'm complaining, bring me a beer. And I and, <laughs> actually, that's a better plan. Um, <laughs> like, if, uh, if I'm fussing and complaining and acting kind of petty, I said, I want you to tell me. And she's like, for real? I'm like, yeah. So the other day, I, was, I literally said, man, this just sucks. I hate this so bad. And she goes, you remember what you told me to tell you? And I said, yeah. All right. Thanks. And, you know, and it hurt my feelings. the best, though. When you hurt my feelings, but it was your life truth. to hold you accountable. Yep. Like I tell my staff all the time, but they rarely do it. Right. Occasionally I have, I have one. Hey, your wife, she'll do it. My wife. I don't even have to give her permission. And she's just like, yeah, right. Suck it up. You're fine. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, you know, but at any rate, you asked the question, uh, um, how do you I, I don't know. In both. Yeah. I mean, I guess I try to, you know, when I'm here, I try to be here. And uh, this is something that, uh, you know, I've really personally been working on. When I'm here, I'm here. And then when I'm home, I'm home. And so, um, and then if it means I need How to be- How have you been doing with that? Uh, much better. Um, I have uh, much better. I've um, got some, I'm going to be restructuring a little bit. We spoke about that earlier. We're going to be restructuring a little bit to give a little bit more freedom so I can do like actual owner stuff and not like trivial things that, that lots of people can do. Uh, that's going to be better for all of us that I do actual owner stuff because I have a responsibility, right? Like somebody's got to be the owner. Uh, it happens to be me. Uh, so I need to actually fulfill it. I owe these people and this business that, uh, but I don't, but when I'm at home, I'm not the owner. Uh, my wife reminds me of that often. And, uh, <laughs> she's, you're not yep. working at Shell's overhead door right now. You're at home. Don't treat me like an employee. Fair enough. That's what well, I I'm get. doing the dishes, you know, whatever. So yeah. Uh, but I try to be not the boss. You're remember when you got hired, you were the helper. Yeah. When you get here, you're the helper. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's why I'm remodeling the, the living room against my will, too. So That's awesome. Well, <laughs> Dude, you may be against your will, but I'm sure you're just like racking up the brownie points right now. So I think that's great. Are there any tips? Um, well, actually, let me just rephrase this. For business owners that struggle with that, you know, being successful at both home and work, um, you know, taking work home or whatever. Have you found that since you've started focusing more attention on being like present at home, 
has that negatively affected you at work in any way? Like um, maybe not checking your emails at night or getting to them fast as you used to at night? Or like, do you feel like you're not able to achieve the same level of effectiveness at work because you're kind of shutting it down a little bit in the evenings? Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a long answer to that. Okay. Uh, you know, in my head, I thought that it required all that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it required me to do all that. But yeah. What I realized is when I didn't do it, um, I wish I could say I had staff that volunteered and jumped up. They didn't, but I found that I would just hit the, the things that really truly had to be done. The things that could wait, I either let them wait or I gave them to someone else. Um, I'm not going to say I'm as, as productive, but I'm a, a whole lot happier, uh, a whole lot well more rested. Uh, and those things that can wait, they can wait. Like, it's okay. Um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to get it as immediate. Uh, yeah. So um, so I am allocating more of that to my staff and, and going to restructure even further. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely an improvement, and uh, I guess by nature I tend to fall back in that rut once in a while. Like every now and then, the situation pop up and it does require me. But what I try to be conscious of at a at a bad level, uh, but I do try to be conscious is hey, if that's the one thing and it needs your attention, that's okay. Yeah. But then you're done. That's it. You put the rest away and leave that be. And uh, yeah, it takes hard work to to get to any level, but just don't get stuck in it, right? Like right. Just don't just don't get stuck there. Um, that's not seasons too, right? Like I think, and I tell like my wife this, and I, I, I preach this a lot to other business owners. Like you don't have to feel bad if you have to work late one night or you got a busy week or you get caught up is when, you know, I'll find myself being so busy, but then when I get caught up, I'm anxious because I'm like, you know, where am I supposed to put my time? Right. And it takes me like a day or two to wind down mm -hmm. because I don't have a task list. That's a mile long. And so you, you gotta, like, I think just being so aware, like you remember a couple of years ago, self-aware was like the key phrase, right? Everybody was talking about gotta be self-aware, but I do agree that there's a portion of that. Like you gotta be self-aware to realize Hey, listen, it's been three or four days since I've played outside with my son, or, you know, it's been a few days since I've sat down and talked to my wife without anything, any distractions. And, and when you can do that effectively, uh, it's a great reminder. Or when you set people in your life, like your wife, who will just tell you, you haven't sat down for three days, uh, then that's it's good, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I just got to remember not to get mad at my wife for telling me that. You should but, just get not, not ever get mad at your wife. I'm sure yeah. she's an angel and she doesn't do anything wrong. Never. Well, never. No, she's, she's married to Ryan. So she's I know gonna, she's the woman is a saint. She yeah. has to be a saint. Mother Teresa. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, however bad you think she's got it, it's 10 times worse. <laughs> like you guys don't understand. I, I am extremely difficult. She tries to tell me what to do and I won't do it. I won't because I don't like to be told what to do or she'll tell me how to do it. And I won't do it that way because I don't want to be told how to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Like I'm so immature and I, I try not to be that way, 
with her, but it is so hard. <laughs> I, and it's not just her. I don't like anybody. I'm an owner because I got fired at every job. I don't like being told what to do. Cut me loose and get, I'll bring you results. That's all. Like I'm a hunter. Let me go out and kill and drag it back. Don't tell me when to take the shot and how to shoot. All right. I got this. Just go back over there. So I wonder how many owners are that way. I mean, I'm, I'm going to bet a bunch are. Is that I'm 75, 80%. Not all. Yeah. Yeah. Not all. We can take a poll in GDU. We really, everyone thinks they are, but not everyone is. Yeah. I'm uh, stubborn. All right. So let's change gears a little bit because uh, I feel like I'm going to lose everybody by complaining about how, how much I don't do what I'm supposed to when my wife asked me to. So, um, sales okay so there's this perception that sales is bad right um and one of the the gd gdu gdt whatever owners group uh there was a comment made you know about a 1300 repair and there was there was some controversy so i did a poll that said hey if you think that there is $1,300 worth of value on a repair, like, or, or what did I say? Do you agree that a garage door repair can value, there can be enough value for $1,300? Unanimously almost, yes. Um, but think, there was yeah, still- you had asked if it was possible. If for, it was possible. Yeah. And there's like 200 like, votes. Yeah with like 96% yes, right? Mm -hmm. wow. But then there was like some that like argued, you know, you have the chuck in a truck type folks and they're like, I don't understand what could co possibly cost $1,300. But, but they don't have a warehouse. They don't have employees. They don't have workers comp, general liability. They don't have, you know, iPads with software and they, you know, they don't have any of that, right? Like, like for them, you're right. $1,300 for a repair might be too much. Um, I know when you and I were talking, um, we were talking about sales and I came in and worked with some of your salespeople and your people are like very open, which, which I admire, like open to listening and, and exploring new things. Um, but your team's also very skeptical, like most of anybody coming in to train salespeople because they're like, mm, this guy, he's going to come in and try to like get us to rip our customers off. And yeah. I'm not down for that. So uh, what is that like? Not just your experience, but like um, how do you feel like you transition your salespeople to being open to new things, but also being aware of things that may not be good. So trying to figure out like, how do you find that balance when you're bringing somebody in from a third party to train your salespeople to Man, win? That's, yeah, that, that may be tough, right? Like, like distinguishing uh, with some degree of certainty what that is, you know, uh, like you said, when, when so uh, September of uh, this past year, we kind of relaunched our, uh, service program. Um, we were literally losing money on our service program. You were. Uh, 
we started, we, we got better software that allowed us to track and man, uh, I'll just say, you know, I, I, I get the mentality and the pride that comes along with, Hey, I can take a 30 year old motor and fix it with a $5 part. And I get that. I do. Yeah. But I mean, at what expense? And I'm not even talking profit. I mean, what, how much is it worth you to pay that customer to do that? Because that's what you're doing. When you look at the numbers, I get if you're fixing motors that are that old, you were literally paying your customer to let you be there. I mean, Ryan, we looked at a month where we did not make enough to cover payroll and truck payments and fuel. I mean, it was just that simple. I was like, my gosh. So, you know, can you do it ethically? Can you can you charge more for better service and do it ethically? I mean, knock on wood, I think we are. I think several are. I think your group is. I mean, I'm looking at our reviews, and while there's there's lots uh, of people that have more, we're 194, and we've got, I think, only three reviews that aren't five-star. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, I, or maybe four. I mean, it's just not many. And Angie's List, we've got a five out of five. Facebook, a five out of five. And I don't do that to brag. I'm just saying we're yeah. not ripping people off. Right. It, it costs a lot of money to pay 401K and uh, pay for individual loan uh, insurance uh, and to have a 20, I think our service trucks are 2020 and 2021 and a 2021. I think we got two 21s and a 20. So those suckers are expensive. The racks, the tools, the sure ones. More so now than before. Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff's expensive. We're doing a little training in the morning. So I've got to buy $150 worth of biscuits for everybody. So that's coming out of that too. So yeah. it's just, man, it's, you know, that stuff's expensive. Well, answering the so, phones, making sure yeah, billing is going good. I think people that, that um, don't that have that, like, man, I can't imagine they're just looking at the cost of the stuff. Right. right? Like, and we know the cost of the stuff isn't what we're charging, but you know, we're, we're, we're giving them a presentation. It's kind of like this. And this is the analogy I use to my guys. Um, you know, um, if I'm going to eat a steak, I know I can buy it at, at Walmart or Publix or wherever. And I know I can give, you know, somewhere around $10 a pound for sirloin. If I go to just a, a, a general steakhouse in there, I know I'm going to spend 30 bucks on that steak. If I'm going to go to the tower over here in town, I know I'm going to spend 70 bucks for that steak. Thank and, you for taking me there. It was delicious. Oh, yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, so forth and so on. If you're going to go to Roots Chris, you're not going to, you're going to spend a hundred bucks for that steak. So that's okay to charge a hundred bucks for a steak. If you give them a hundred dollar experience. Yeah. Now, if you give them a $30 experience, that's where there's problems. So you didn't um, cut the meat, right? Yeah. You didn't cook it right. You overcooked it, undercooked it. Then when you came out, you just threw the plate down on the table and was like, here's your steak. Like yeah, I want to, I want that's experience. a big difference from somebody coming out with like a towel on their arm and hand it over and putting your napkin in your lap. And you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's you, people appreciate an experience and presentation plays a huge role with that. And so um, yeah, communication too. So yeah. we've got yeah. software um, that, that tells them when we're on the way and, it lines people up the day before and all that stuff costs money too. Um, yep. And contractors historically are not very good at communication or setting expectations. So yes. if you're just doing that, that's worth something, you know, like you're already increasing the experience greater than what the customers are used to. Now we talked about like sales and accountability. You know, I believe that anytime you have salespeople, you got to have accountability. Salespeople have a tendency to push limits. I'm a sales guy. Sure. 
yeah push limits all the time uh so you got to check on me every once in a while not not that i have a bad intentions but it becomes a competitive thing right you know am i better than the other guy or you know can i break a record or whatever and so um you know you get that and so you know i tell my team like we're not we're not celebrating we're not celebrating you you know selling a big ticket like congratulations but you you it that's not who we are right like good job that you did everything you were supposed to that led up to that but we're not in here high-fiving because you were able to get the customer to spend x amount of dollars that's not how that's not how this works so we talk about accountability we talk about gratitude we talk about empathy we talk about you know we're humans right we're here to we're here to serve our community these are the people that we live with and go to school with and you know whatever um you told me a story earlier uh that that moved me um and and this stemmed from for those i'll give some background so um it was like four years ago, maybe I flew out to Vancouver to hang out with, um, Kyle Hart. And so while I was there, we were talking and I was telling him about my hardship program that we have, uh, and how our, our salespeople and service people can give services away for free or heavily discounted, uh, to people in need. And, and the de def definition of need is, uh, doesn't have to be financial, just somebody hurting, or maybe needs a break or whatever. And, um, they nominated me for, which I didn't even know existed, the humanitarian award through ID, uh, IDA. And so IDA sent me a little thing to fill out and I was like, sure, I'll fill it out. This is pretty cool if I were to be able to win this, but that's not why I'm doing it. Um, so I filled it out and next thing you know, I won. So we loved it. Right. And, and, you know, I told a little bit about it and I had like four people coming to me after that event and tell me how they're going to implement that at their place. And then while I was there talking to you and um, I think Paul, um, we were talking about, you know, Hey, what are some great ways to hold your people accountable or create that, that heart of empathy um, and I told you guys, like, I was like, you know what? My guys really appreciate when they can give something away to someone who really needs it. Um, and so we kind of told you guys a little bit about the program. And so I'll hand it off to you to kind of explain how that affected you guys and what you did and a little bit about the story. Yeah. So we, we totally stole your idea. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will own that, but it was a great idea. So uh, we did totally steal it. It's like we the one it, original one that I've had, by the way. <laughs> it's a fantastic one, really. Uh, we call it SOB Cares. And um, so we use it. Was that? So. Oh, SOD. Not yeah, yeah. But okay. it's, yeah, that's Sorry. a D, a dog, yeah. E, shows a red door. So our SOB Cares program and. Any of our, it's really open to any of our technicians, but let's be honest, it's the service techs, you know, that are yeah. going to use it. And so if they're at someone's house and it's a situation that they, uh, in fact, Kevin, I'll tell you about Kevin's experience here in a moment, but, you know, if they're there and uh, it's a situation where, man, they need some work done and they just can't afford it, period. It's not about financing. Um, 
they call it in. We have one person here that, that tracks it. That way they know. <clears throat> we put one person over it. That way they know they've got the pulse. It can't be three different people approving yeah. it. But they call it in. And if the, the technician feels strong about it, we just give them the stuff. Uh, and so uh, two weeks ago, last, yeah, two weeks ago, Kevin calls me, one of my service techs. Uh, and he's, man, he's like, hey, I got this situation. Can't get a hold of Morgan. Morgan was out that day. She's the one that heads it up. Uh, so I'll pull up or see what we've given away for the month and whatever. And he's like, they have to have a motor. They're parking in this car. Husband's got a, a medical situation that is frankly grim. Uh, uh, they're older, need to work, don't have anything. It's pretty clear they don't have anything. And neither of one of them need to be lifting this door. And they've got to have a motor. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Get, get them a motor. That's fine. Like, whatever. Come get one and go put it up. Go do it this afternoon. So Kevin go, comes back to the shop, uh, gets a belt drive, uh, LiftMaster belt drive motor, uh, puts it up, gets them all installed. So the lady started crying, gives Kevin a hug. Kevin starts crying. Kevin calls me. I start crying. I just started to look for people to start crying. It was just awful, uh, you know, but Kevin called me later and said, and he was kind of choked up then. He said, I've never worked for a place that actually meant what they said when they say stuff like that. And he said, uh, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to do that. And I'm like, thank you, man. You, you don't realize you bless me. Like it's just, this is just, it's just a mess. So we're going to have him share it tomorrow at our safety meeting. Uh, but it, it was an amazing experience. And I can tell you, we got far more out of it than whatever it cost us in, in dollars. Monetary cents. value. Yeah. percent. It was just amazing. We were able to do that. The lady has written us a nice thank you letter. Uh, she didn't have to do that. We didn't do it for that. We're not posting it anywhere. We're just, you know, it's, but it's a small token to keep those guys grounded. Uh, it keeps them grounded. It keeps me grounded. Um, and we're glad to get back to the community when we can like that. So, um, yeah, and that I, was a pretty awesome experience. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, we've experienced very similar response when we've done that. Um, you know, and, and I've had people write me letters and I've sat there and cried reading them and had guys call me crying and, you know, the garage industry is full of a bunch of tough guys, sure. but when you're, when you're faced with a little kid who's going through chemo has got no hair and you are able to bless that family, I don't care how tough you are. Them walls are coming down. Um, and I love this because it puts things in perspective, right? I never want a crew that's money hungry. I do want them to be motivated about money and that's different, right? Sure. But we've got to be a company of heart with empathy and understanding. And, um, and so that helps balance a lot of these, you know, inflated prices because of inflation and increases in our prices due to supply chain issues. Like my guys were thinking, dang, this is, this is really expensive. Um, and you know, they, they're used to selling this stuff for half the price because it was so much cheaper than before. Well, now it's twice the price. And uh -huh. so when they're able to go bless somebody like that, it does genuinely make them feel a lot better. Um, and so, but like you mentioned, I mean, you're talking, this is another thing about culture that I believe makes a difference is you've now, you've got a service guy named Kevin who's fairly new 
three yeah. months, two months, uh, three months? Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, maybe going on four. But yeah, very, still okay. very, very new. Very new. Now he's bought in, right? Like, let's just be honest. He was probably bought in before, but that experience has him really excited about doing what he's doing. And he's going to go home. And what's he going to do? He's going to tell his wife. He's going to tell his parents. You know, they're going to tell their friends. And it's not that you're doing it for that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is word spreads fast. And on the flip side of that, profit's not bad. It's okay to make a profit, especially when you're helping the community out with stuff like that when you can. And so I think a lot of a lot of business owners look at profit as a negative, but I look at profit as, you know, if we can make more profit, we could do more things like that, right? And so um, I think the perspective is very different, and um, I think it's really cool. I think I really appreciate you sharing that story with us, um, with me earlier, and then uh, I obviously asked for permission to share it on the podcast. But I want to encourage everybody that's listening to the podcast to implement the same thing with their business because there's going to be times where you go to homes and they've got a sad story and it's believable. And you're like, man, if I could help them out, even if you did it for cost, you don't have to do it for free. It's not like that. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be uh, anything. Right. Um, But just helping people out, I think is important. It doesn't always have to be about money. So this will pay dividends for you, your staff, I think tomorrow the story will impact the other staff and they've got to know that their, their portion contributed to that. Right. Even though Kevin got to meet the people and install it, you know, Kevin couldn't have done it without, you know, someone answering the phone and someone doing invoicing and somebody stocking the truck and everybody played a role in it. And so I think it's special and I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And um, no. well, I'm hoping too it will it will help um, at least again those service techs to to target and even look for that opportunity, right? Like yeah. I, it's not something that we do begrudgingly. Like, man, I guess we said we would. I guess we'll do it if we have to. Man, I almost made it out of July without. That's not it. Like you know, I want it to be like you know because we've already been discussing what happens if we get too many. I'm like, I don't know. We'll we'll if we can afford it, we'll do them all, or we'll do. Or we'll, or we'll bump them to the next month. We'll do something, but let's get there first. So like, find me a couple in a month and let's, let's deal with that problem when we get there. So, but I felt at first like maybe no one was looking. Uh, so it kind of, it, it meant something to me that Kevin was looking. And I think when he shares the story tomorrow with the rest of the staff, they will be looking. And, yep. and it won't hurt my feelings a bit if we get too many. If we get too many, we'll either afford it or we won't. We'll bump them. Uh, the next month or whatever we got to do, but we'll deal with that problem. Uh, you know, I'm just glad to be a part of it. So, heck yeah. Well, Tommy, no doubt, bro, you are doing a killer job running Schultz overhead door. And I think um, the big man got the right guy for the job. I, what I learned while I was there is that everybody respects you greatly. And uh, even when they disagree with you, I even had one person tell me, I may not agree with everything he says. I know that. I like one. him. You probably do know who that was, but he loves you to death. And, and the whole group just spoke so highly of you. Like, uh, and it was an honor to be able to come in and meet your team and your staff. And they welcomed me. Like I was part of, part of you guys for a couple of days. 
and it felt good, you know, like it's, it's nice to go check out other places and uh, be welcomed like that. So I uh, just want to say, I really appreciate that and appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your stories. And uh, I think this podcast is going to help a lot of business owners because we tackled some, some pretty uh, relevant stuff that I think a lot of business owners deal with on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to be participate in GDU and Ryan didn't pay me to say this. I didn't get some kind of credit, but you know, if you're on the fence about it, check it out. It's, it's a great group. It's a lot of people, uh, that, that help each other by developing culture and that sort of thing. So you'll, you'll be rubbing elbows, so to speak with, with more people, um, like yourself. Um, and then, uh, also the sales training. Yeah. I don't know if you still got that going, but, uh, if somebody, somebody's interested you really should do it uh i will say from a financial um uh, point of view it made it made dollars and cents it made so much more than that besides that but it was great to have you in for for sales training and just general business consulting it was it was really good and it benefited us you're on a first name basis here i'm, I'm shocked your picture isn't on the wall somewhere so but, uh, I'll make yeah, sure that happens. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that. Oh, I'll yeah, it's going to go in the bathroom. That's right, because you'll be <laughs> one-minute punch there. One-minute uh, winner. Yeah, I got. I did say there was one guy, and I said, you know, just because it's got, like, it does have, like, a 30-minute setting, and I did say, you know, just because it's got 30 doesn't mean you have to use 30, you know. Okay. Yeah, so it's, uh, but uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, the, there's an uh, awesome video on very cool. Well, thank you for your time. Guys, if you are, um, I think this was a great podcast all around, whether you're talking about family and, and the success of, of being with your family or work. Um, I did not pay him for the plug for GDU or my consulting services, but I appreciate that. For everybody who signs up, we'll give Tommy $100 off. <laughs> promo for the end of the month promo the for the end of the month you sign up by no i'm just kidding oh yeah sign uh, up please but we thank you for listening talk to Tommy for 15 off. yeah portion <laughs> talk 15 um coupon code uh so anyway i i noticed that when you were uh singing the praises of gdu uh tamra had a, a perma smile and listen i have lost i've officially lost my my uh, virtual assistant here, she, <laughs> I've fallen to the middle of all the owners that she loves. So oh, please. <laughs> I'm, uh, I asked She's her pretty awesome. the other day and she was like, who, me? I was like, yeah, you? She's like, I'm too busy working on something for Tommy. I have never told no, people kidding. that I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, Lizzie, thank you guys for following along. If you're a business owner, uh, we really appreciate everything that you do for your team. And, um, you know, if you are interested in GD, you can go to garageroyou.com, uh, fill out the application, and uh, we'll check it out. And uh, if it, we, we don't approve all, but we approve most. Um, and you can get some information on it from there, too. But thank you for following along. Make sure you like our uh, Torture Talk Facebook page. I'm on Facebook too. Feel free to send me a friend request. I'll pretty much connect with everybody unless you're a jerk. Then I'll just delete you and block you. But um, I got a couple of those. But uh, that's it. Stay safe. Treat your people good. Make the best possible culture that you can. And uh, if you see Tommy, tell him you said hey and you heard his podcast. Hey.